0: Fearless and successful podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. (laughs) Designed for changemakers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation, so I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people, and we are going to talk about something that is very, very relevant in my life right now, and I'm just so blessed to have Lisa Zeiderman joining me today, where we're going to talk about financial divorce issues and all this good stuff. So thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me and to taking time to, to share your wisdom
1: thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be speaking to you
0: so cool where are you tuning in from
1: i'm tuning in from new york um actually from upstate new york right now but um normally it would be in manhattan or in westchester
0: which is so cool because i love love new york and my people know that i this is on my dream list and i'm just like oh i'm so excited to actually visit new york um and of course i'm tuning in from stockholm you guys know that and I'm gonna share just a bit about Lisa. And then we're gonna dive into the story, how everything started for you and why you are doing what you're doing. So Lisa Ziderman is a managing partner at Miller ziderman LLP, a matrimonial attorney, CFL and certified divorce financial analyst. She regularly handles complex financial and custody divorce matters for high net worth individuals and lisa i know that you have some passion projects as well you are also a uh, vice president for savvy ladies um where you focus on really educating these women or the the, the organization is educating uh, about financial rit- literacy for women and i'm also very very excited to talk about this but let's start where your journey or where your career actually started what was the passion and initiation?
1: So I was in the fashion business, and then I actually got divorced. And when I went through my own divorce process, I realized that financial issues are so important. And I also understood that people needed attorneys to be extremely responsive to them. And frankly, I didn't find that in my divorce. And so one of the things that I really wanted to do was to become an attorney at that point. I didn't have my bachelor's degree. Um, because I had gone straight into the fashion business. So I went and I actually um, accomplished my bachelor's degree at Fordham University and then went to Fordham Law. And my goal was to be responsive and, res- and to be available to clients when they were in need. Divorce is so stressful for people and they need to know that their attorney has their back. And so that was really my goal and what inspired me to become an, a divorce attorney
0: yeah wow um I love that there that actually involves a uh, personal transformation tell me um, just for the sake of of inspiration um can you mind, do you mind sharing wh- wh- how old were you when you went back to university or when you went to university
1: so I was approximately I guess 32 or 33 um so it was definitely older I already had my daughter um, and it was a longer road. Interestingly, I, I had grown up when I grew up, my mother also had done the same exact thing, not for law school, but she had gone back to school when I was a young child. So I knew it was doable. Um, and it was it, it's obviously hard and people have to balance. You know their life with their child, and then any marriage, etc. But it's definitely doable. I mean, I started a whole career in my forties, and now I'm a managing partner of probably one of the most preeminent um, law firms in in Manhattan and in Westchester in terms of matrimonial law. So it's doable. You just have to be determined to do it.
0: Love this. Love this. And because it's so important as well, I, I see the passion and I see like why is this important. And I want to just address this for my listeners um when you have this bigger drive and you have why like there is no obstacles but only opportunities and i think even 30 is still young but you also have like a child and i think sometimes people say like this i'm i'm too old i'm too young these are like just stories and when you are really something is important to you go all in and now like you know your career we're going to talk about this now how successful you became because that was important. So what was this? So obviously you went through your own transformation, but now tell me who are the women that you work with and what are some of the the biggest challenges that they have to face
1: with? So I work with a variety of women and they are um, women who actually are senior executives um, for banks, managing directors, et cetera. Um, or for large tech firms, or um, any of the above. But I also work with the stay-at-home mom, who has been married for you know 25 years and now is facing divorce? Their children are leaving their you know their home to go to college, and they are finding themselves that they finding that they want to become divorced or are being faced with divorce because their husbands want to get divorced. So it's a variety of, of women. Um, many of them face the same problems in, in terms of they've either, either balanced home and career. Or they are in a situation where they don't have a career or haven't for a very long time and they're trying to get themselves now up and running. That's a very big challenge for women who are, um, let's say, in their late 40s or 50s um, or even late 50s. It is a challenge for them because they've been out of the workforce for so long and they have been managing their... Home life, their children's lives, and been the support system for their husbands. That's a that's a hard road for those women, particularly in New York, because um, New York courts are not so kind to women in terms of alimony and maintenance. Sometimes the length of the time period is not very long. Hopefully, they have a good amount of assets saved, but they are going to have to probably figure out a way to get themselves back into the workforce, and so they they will. Start to reach out to career consultants. We'll, you know, usually hook them up with um, a financial advisor. Um, very important to have a whole team of people to to be able to work with.
0: What? So I'm hearing like that this is for 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 women who might have like a um, financial cushion, right? That they what what is with women who don't have that? Like, how do they deal with these kind of challenges?
1: They, It is very rough for them. I mean, we have, as as you noted, I'm a vice president for Savvy Ladies, and Savvy Ladies is geared towards um, promoting financial literacy for women. And they actually have a helpline that extends to women to call in, um, no matter what your economic situation is, and to be paired with a financial advisor. Those women have a very tough road because they are going to have to get themselves back into the workforce or get the educational background that they need to get back into the workforce, but they have to do it because otherwise they're just going to be stuck in a very bad situation. Um, they may not have the financial wherewithal um, in terms of retirement, et cetera. And people are living, as we all know, much longer. And therefore people can work much longer as well so i don't think that those women should you know just give up essentially they need to actually figure out what it is that is their passion what they need to do to get involved in something even if it's the start of getting involved in volunteer work at some point early on so that they can have their hands in um in some sort of experience type of situation
0: yeah wow um I love that that this is like really practical um and also I think for women I have a friend who's going through divorce and she's from New York and it's been it's a long process it's been three years and it's such a it's it's not just financially demanding it's also psych mentally demanding especially when kids are involved and you have to you know take care of kids and and what is your take on like how can we or what would be your advice to women who are going through a a long period of of divorce and it's like really draining energetically
1: so a lot about divorce is stamina Mm -hmm. and particularly for someone like your friend who's going through it for three years now I'm going to say that the court systems have been slower because of the fact that we had COVID and A lot of things got backed up. It's not that they weren't open, um, although I will say to some degree, maybe the family court, um, you know, that was a little bit more difficult for people. And in fact, I'm on the board of Lyft Legal Information for Families Today. And I know that um, we have had clients through Lyft who have really struggled to get themselves into the court system. That seems to be moving along now. They've actually added more judges and more referees. And so that's starting to open up. And a lot of things are being done virtually. Which is fabulous, um, and in the Supreme Court, it was um, it was easier. There's no question to get into the Supreme Court to get your divorce started during COVID, but it, it was a slow. It's a slow process, and sometimes when the divorce is complex in terms of custody and in terms of financial issues, it's going to take a while, and it's not unusual for it to take years. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, you've got if you have to have valuations of businesses or you have to have um, income stream analysis de- dealt with so that you can understand um, what income there is available for support purposes for both child support and for um, spousal support. It There may be hidden assets that have to be discovered. Um, there is a discovery process that we go through, but. It's a lengthy process. You know, I, I just got subpoena documents just the other day. And of course, going through the subpoena documents, I noticed that all these certain things are missing. Now I need to write what's called a deficiency notice and follow up on the subpoena documents. And then I'll have to write probably another deficiency notice when I get the next batch. All of that takes time. And people have to understand that it is a, um, it, it's really a marathon, not a sprint. And they also have to understand that they didn't get here in five minutes, frankly. Some people have very lengthy marriages, and they can't expect to unwind those very lengthy marriages in months when it took years to get to this point. Um, it just can't happen. You, you really need to make sure that you go through that discovery process and that things are not overlooked.
0: Oh, this gives me like space to breathe <laughs> because i'm going through that and we both have um both have businesses and it's uh just um and because we've been in in different countries so that takes also like this uh, but yeah just being mindful that it's gonna take time and, and not stress over it i think um that's the message that I got. <laughs> so just being yeah, I'm not in a rush to to get married again. So I definitely have time. But it's also we are trying to hear courts are also very slow. Um, but yeah it is how you said it's back and forth process so so yeah
1: taking that it is mm-hmm. it is and and look we have very, very good judges frankly, they work extremely hard. I mean some of them are up at and they tell us they're up at two and three in the morning and you can see when you come into the um, courtroom that they have been reviewing documents and that they understand what's going on. They are very devoted, but there's only so many of them. Mm -hmm. And there's so many divorces going on at the same time. So they can only do what they can do. And people have to understand that it just takes longer now. Um, I think COVID really ramped up divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people in that um, confined situation for so long, Um, They may have been thinking about divorce before they got into that situation. And this basically inspired them to realize that they want to get out faster than they maybe had planned originally. I have a lot of people who were people who consulted with me years ago. And then during COVID, they came back and they said, okay, we we, you know, I need to get divorced now. Um, so I think, you know, they didn't have other things that they were usually able to distract themselves in a way um, from their marriage. So for example, they didn't have work conferences, they didn't weren't traveling for, for work. They weren't able to go out to dinner with their friends, all of those things. Now, all of a sudden, they are essentially stuck with a person that they really don't either have much in common with or, frankly, don't like anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. True, yeah, true. Um, this is so so good to hear. Um, and also gives that aspect of it's not just me, right? Because sometimes we feel like, What what are they doing? Like, you know, there's but there is a lot of cases, and, and it's good to know people who are listening to have this in mind that it's not just you out there. There There's a lot of other cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tell me a little bit about your, the, the savvy ladies. Um, I think that can be something because I have, we have predominantly us listenerships. So that's going to be super, super helpful. Um, And women are, 60% 60% of, of our listeners are women. So I think it's also important to, for them to kind of know what is available there. So tell me- So
1: yeah, Savvy well. Ladies is, an, is a not-for-profit organization and it is devoted to um, essentially empowering women financially through literacy. And we put on, on webinars, um, weekly webinars for women to attend about such as, um, items as social security, um, getting a loan, figuring out how to build your retirement, um, learning how to run your business. There are a variety of programs that we put on. We also, as I said, have a free helpline and women can call into the helpline. They are paired with a financial professional. That financial professional will work with them. Um, They give them one or two meetings and they will answer their questions that they have. They are usually Um, certified financial professionals, and they are very, very helpful. We've had tremendous success. And for women who either don't have a grasp of their finances um, or frankly are being shut out of their finances, we see a lot of women who are literally, they don't have the passwords to the accounts. They can't get on the accounts. They don't see what their finances actually are because their husbands are controlling those finances and won't give them that information, this is a very helpful place to go um, so that they can actually um, understand what they should be understanding. Um, they'll also talk about if they have questions about getting a mortgage or um, how to put monies into a 401k or why it's important to have a savings account, how to even open one. Um, you know, women, it's, there are women who really don't have that information. And as I said, there are women who are financially abused. You know, before you and I got on, we talked for a second about some of the very popular television programs that are out there now, Maids, um, which anybody um, who has seen that, it, it's a terrible story, but it's a true story. Um, and and it's kind of uplifting in a way. Um, a woman who is literally so financially abused, living with um, a husband who is an alcoholic, um, who is... Often when women are financially abused, they are also emotionally or physically abused as was that. And then the woman went on to get out of that situation um, and become a writer and wrote the story as a matter of fact, right? So it it can be empowering and Savvy Ladies really works to empower women to do that. Um, We have a gala once a year um where which is actually this year on November 16th and um women who um are able to sponsor that event it would be fabulous um we sell tickets at $500 and um they can get on and they can sponsor and and, and it's a phenomenal event and all the money really goes to the or virtually all the money goes to the to, to the charity itself
0: beautiful wow such a beautiful cause uh, thank you so much for sharing this this is definitely going to be something um that we would love to support. So beautiful. Um, I want to kind of wrap this up with, you already gave some, so, so great piece of wisdom around to be patient and to what to keep in mind when you are divorcing. What would be like, If someone is now in this situation, regardless of where in the world they are, what would be like kind of a pre-step before we are entering the divorce? What would be something that is like, really, oh, this is, you you have to do this.
1: So the very first thing you should do is to gather as much financial information as you can. Mm -hmm. So tax returns, um, account statements, anything that you can actually gather. I had one woman who actually... um, we call it the garbage can story because she would literally find things in the garbage can bits and pieces of torn up documents that would give her hints of where the money was hidden. And she would bring us these bits and pieces of documents and we sorted through them, um, and we found millions of dollars for her. So. Um, really important to gather the tax returns. Last five years of tax returns would be fabulous if you can get your hands on them. Your accountant should be giving them to you. If you're filing together with your husband, um, you should actually get those tax returns. The accountant is obliged to do that because he's filing for both of you or he or she is filing for both of you. The other thing is review the tax returns. Don't just sign tax returns, make sure that you understand what is going on. So, We have so many um, people, okay, generally spouses, um, men and women who come to us, but particularly I'm going to say women who come to us and they say, I never saw the tax return, or it was put in front of me and I never looked at it, or he just told me to sign it. Well, you can't just sign it, okay? You need to actually know what it says you're you're filing it with the united states government Mm -hmm. you need to actually understand it and so if you don't understand it and if the accountant is um aligned with your husband then get another accountant go someplace where there is um accountant services and again you know go to a non-for-profit if you need to so that you can take your tax return and maybe that would be your question how can you help explain your tax return this tax return to me um so gather as much account statements, credit card statements, um, financial statements, as much as you can gather, make copies, have them ready when you have that first consultation with your attorney um, so that they can actually understand it. Also, be truthful with your attorney. That's, I would say the, the other step when you go for that consultation, tell them what the issues are. If you're being abused, you need to say so. If you don't have access to financial information for a reason, let them know. If, for example, you know that certain, um, I, you know, expenses are being run through a business that shouldn't be necessarily, be honest about it. If there are alcohol issues or domestic violence issues, tell them because they don't, they can't guess. So, and, and I can't tell you how many times in a divorce, I find out things, you know, months later after we've been working on the case and I'm like, wow, why did I know this before? Right. So very important. It's like going to a doctor. You need to give them all of the symptoms so that they can actually make the right diagnosis
0: or a therapist (laughs) or a
1: therapist. Exactly. And, And that's a good point. The therapist, you know, we work, very often as a team. Okay. So if you have a therapist, include your therapist, make sure that your therapist and your attorney have exchanged HIPAA forms, et cetera, so that they can speak if necessary. You know, you want to work as a team. You may end up at the end of the team with a financial advisor, a therapist, a career counselor. Um, There might be a variety of people who help you through this. That's okay. Right. It's, It's good to have a team of people who can help you.
0: Wow, this is so valuable because some of the things like it's also we just think that we take things for granted, right? It's like, oh, there's a tax. For me, it was like tax return. Okay, So that's a, um, some people I know that they are just assuming that everything is okay and they shouldn't be reading or just signing the trusting. But it's so taking responsibility for, for, for your own shit. I would say like really taking responsibility for your own stuff. So I love how how you pointed that out. So important. And being transparent, being open and being like very honest with your attorney. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that.
1: I think the other thing is people need to keep their eyes open. Right. So if you see that the mail, for example, there's no credit cards coming to your house. There's no bank statements coming to your house. There's no financial information coming to your house. You know, you're the person maybe who even goes to the mailbox. You never see any of that. Where is it going? Mm. Right. You're using the credit card, but you never see any statements coming to the house. They have to be going somewhere. So likely they're going, if they're not coming to your home, they're going to your spouse's office. There's a reason that they're probably going to your spouse's office, and it may not always be a good reason. It may be that that's a place for your spouse to keep the information secret from you. And so very important. One other thing that is incredibly um, critical If you are just getting married, it is important if you have separate property, if you have inheritances, et cetera, that you start to think about whether or not you should be entering into a prenuptial agreement. Mm. And I don't know what the law is in in Europe and in, in Sweden, but in New York, prenups are very, very often upheld. And certainly they are helpful so that you can lay out and set forth your financial obligations to each other at the beginning so that you don't end up in a situation going three years down the road in a divorce. Yeah. Um, you might end up doing that for custody or for child support, but for other purposes, you can really actually cement this way in advance so that you each know what the situation is. And then if things change during the marriage and you both agree, you can always enter in New York into what's called a post-nuptial agreement
0: wow yeah wow so good such a great advice thank you so much for this this is so so valuable lisa like i really really got so many great uh, stuff that i didn't know and i'm I'm sure our listeners will will appreciate that too um yeah where can people find you And, and if they're like interested we will link the all the links to your website, but what is the preferred way for you to get connected?
1: So they should go on to lisaziderman.com and it'll have, there's a blog there, first of all, with a lot of information that they can read. And then they can also email me at lz at mzw-law.com. Um, those are the two best ways to reach me. Um, the lisasiderman.com has a lot of information on custodial and financial issues. And there's a form to fill out so that they can get in contact.
0: Perfect, yeah. And then all the, we're going to link also the the LinkedIn so you guys can connect with Lisa and uh, check her out there. Um, is there any anything else that you wanted to share and I didn't ask or something that would be like, that's the the, the tip.
1: <laughs> well, I, look, I think the big tip, right, is to really understand that it is a process and to keep your eyes open, to keep asking questions, but you have to find the attorney that you feel is the right fit for you, that attorney who is, as I said earlier on, who is going to watch your back. Mm-hmm. And once you find that attorney, then you're, you're going to really... Um, You know, you're going to be engaged in the process, be cooperative with the attorney. Um, work to you know, fill out the forms that the attorney needs. Make sure that when the attorney says, I need the net worth statement, that you actually fill out the net worth statement. Make sure that all of those types of things, if the attorney says, I need discovery, I need all your account statements, get that information to the attorney in an organized way because you're going to save on legal fees and the attorney isn't asking for themselves. These are requirements that they have. And the more cooperative you can be, the more you'll save in fees and move your case along
0: yes good um question so when we are looking for attorney and there's like a pool of them what really like what would be your advice when we are searching for one or maybe a question that we should ask attorney to identify is that a good fit
1: so look i think you have to ask the attorney what what their strengths are and maybe Mm. what their weaknesses are okay and um, how they would describe themselves and how they perceive how they perceive others would describe them. So I always tell people how I think other people are going to describe me and other attorneys I, I think you want an attorney who is considered honest and who has integrity who is um, aggressive, but not for the sake of being aggressive, who has a strategy for your case, but, um, and that strategy may change as time goes on. So it's not, you know, it, it, it's it's not written in indelible ink. Mm-hmm. It is um, something that actually um, will change, right? And I, I think that um, you you need to make sure that you trust your attorney.
0: Yeah, I love this. Wow, strengths and weaknesses. So, so good. This was so impactful. Something new for, for our show, but definitely really, really wa- valuable. And um, as you already mentioned, there's a lot of cases out there that are happening post po- during pandemic and now post pandemic. Um, so definitely this is, I, I'm looking forward to share this with, with our audience. And um, I want to thank you so much for the work you do and um for showing up for us thank you thank you
1: thank you it was a pleasure
0: thank you so much speak soon
1: okay take care Thank you so,
0: so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer.